Welcome to Just Winging It. The Wingcast! I'm John Abdullah. And I was born Patrick, but I don't know what my name is today. We're a couple of I'm, dads. Uh, doing research. We're doing research. We're working through life. We're trying to be good parents and, and live good lives. That's really all And we're really trying to get ripped. And ripped and rich. Ripped and rich! <laughs> That's our new Neither name. Neither of which are happening right now, yeah. I would say. So we're just, I, I'm I don't considering think we're... eating a fucking hot dog casserole. That's true. Which You're going to tell, tell us about, about that, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's just, let's, you know, we're just limited on time it. again because our lives are insane. So here we go. So this is a this is a long story that I'll condense into a very short one, uh, like so, ten minutes instead of a half <laughs> like, hour, like twenty five minutes. Uh-huh. So uh, my dear friend Devin, whom you are also friends with, yeah, his grandmother Dorothy, who is a fucking living legend, yeah. I have to say, I've known her now for like eighteen years, and I can say she is just one of my favorite people. She's one of these women who like she was a music teacher. She's just lived this crazy long life, and she's like in in uh, you know in a an assisted care facility now, and she's just as feisty as ever. Just, yeah, just this person who came to every performance we ever had oh great, that's great awesome she's the best um and she uh has this recipe that was sort of legendary in his in his family um and it, the story it was go- passed down on a scroll from, <laughs> yes on an, it was the same scroll you were recording poops I on hope not. Yes, I hope yeah. not. that thing's got some mileage yeah, let me tell you sure does uh so it's so the story behind it is that she was having a dinner party on like a sunday night sometime uh, I, in my head it's like the 1920s but she's not Definitely. that old so it's we'll, we'll say it's the 1800s i can imagine the little old radio you know console thing that's yeah, playing yeah right the talking the, the t- advertising talkies and things like yeah, that yeah exactly phonograph um, <laughs> phonograph <laughs> monocles uh <laughs> so so she had a dinner party she forgot about it. she didn't have any groceries in it oh, people boy. were coming over and she's like well what can i throw together you know that will please people and she went in her supplies, and she had like the most random her shit supplies. available. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why her supplies. She went into her medicine chest. Yeah, it's like uh, Resident Evil or something. She checked her supplies. You yeah, know? right. She pressed pause and checked them. Reload. And she had like tomato soup, hot dogs, egg noodles, just the most random shit. And she was like, wow. "Well, we're gonna do something with this." And she basically dumped them in a casserole. She was dish. going to just wing it. <laughs> she was winging it so <laughs> ripped and rich. So well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and so she improvised this recipe that became kind of a tradition in his family where on the kids' birthdays they would get this incredibly decadent uh, casserole dish. Yeah. So I've been hearing about it for a long time and kind of uh, making fun of it a little bit because the recipe sounds, I mean, it sounds like, remember the taco soup? Yes. From How last time? I forget? It was only It sounds a few like days the ago. taco soup after Henry had barfed it back out again. Uh-huh. It was, it's the sort of thing where you hear about it and, and you're just kind of, you know, gagging. Yeah. And then you make it and it is the most Divine. delightful amazing fucking food. So what's in it? Tell us. I'm going to tell you. And like any good casserole dish, so what I just ate now was the very last dregs of it. This is from, you know, yeah. I made it almost a week ago Or maybe ago at this point. the other thing is I can post it in the description if it's that good. Yeah, well, it's pretty It's pretty basic. <laughs> so I don't think it needs to be posted. Go ahead. It's like two sentences. Um, but, but like any good casserole dish, it gets better with time, yeah. right? So you like eat a little bit the first day, you store it, you bring it for lunch, you have it for dinner a couple days later. So by the end of the week, it's like, Fucking 10 out of 10. You've built up some of that mold. Yeah, a little bit of the mold, a little bit of the fungus. It'll also cure ear infections, as it turns out. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. All right, so here we go. Ready? So uh, uh, without further ado, this is uh, uh, Grandma and Mom's World Famous Hot Dog Casserole by Dorothy Cushes. Okay? One package is ingredients. One package of egg noodles, one can of Campbell's Condensed Tomato Soup, I'm, I'm assuming any tomato soup will do, but Campbell's it's is gotta you know, the Campbell's, classic. It's got to be Campbell's, baby. Right? Sponsor. Uh, one Big pound fan. of American cheese. In the in the original <laughs> recipe, it says nine <laughs> slices. Devin has since, since amended it with actual handwriting to say one pound. Wow. Uh, and one package of hot dogs, okay? So just a bag of noodles, can of soup, yep. a pound of American cheese, and a package of hot dogs, okay? Yep. So boil the noodles, 
uh, have the oven preheating to 350, and then in a bowl, put the tomato soup and a can full of milk and whisk it, okay? Yep, of course. Yeah. So just disgusting, beautiful prep work. And then the, the key is then cube the hot dogs. Cube? You have to cube That's the hot key. dogs. <laughs> yeah, you have to cube these things. Because you don't want them to be fucking slices of hot dogs in this thing. You can't thing. have that. It has It'll to be become disgusting. part of the texture, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is where a lot of the mastery comes in, okay? Definitely. So boiled noodles, preheat the oven to 350, whisk cube. the tomato soup in the, in the milk, and then cube the dogs. Uh, spray a 9 by 13 baking dish with oil. And then here's where you start to, uh, this is where like the sort of lasagna comes in, okay? <laughs> so you do a layer of noodles, and then half of the tomato and milk uh-huh. barf mixture. Yep. And then sprinkle half of the cut up hot dogs. Okay. I love sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle the cubed hot dogs. Yep. Uh, and then add, and then cover that with a layer of American cheese. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then do it again. I'm with you. So it always and then goes. Do it all again. Okay. Noodles. Yep. Sauce. And then do that five more hot times. Hot dogs. Cheese. Do it until the world <laughs> explodes. Um, and that's it. And then bake it for like 30 minutes of that. So th- that's well, the important thing is noodles, Magic. sauce, hot dogs, cheese. It sounds horrible, and then you try it. It kind of does. I'll be it honest. Is, doesn't it sound disgusting? It does. Yeah. Sprinkling cubed hot dogs. Yeah. It's fucking, an American it's cheese. Just beautiful. Yeah. An American is, is cheese. Is that even real I cheese? I always wondered. What is American cheese? Cheese products. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, we should we should change it so it says like American, quote unquote cheese. Exactly. But I love I love how it's just so it's just so cheese flavored. Fucking like gross. It's just like yeah. Take like the bad things that you have and then make magic with it. That is a just winging it recipe. That's a just winging it. Recipe, hashtag rich and ripped. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, I'm continuing to enjoy, I guess, summer. It's not technically summer, but after Memorial Day, it pretty much is summer, I right? Think, isn't that, that's like the official designation, right? I mean, it's well, not official because it's it not. It isn't official. I mean, the official is like, the solstice, which right. is, yeah, on the 20th, right? And But that's when we all go out naked with fires and, yeah. and salute yeah, the moon yeah, 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 and yeah. howl, right? Exactly, yeah. That's what we do in our family. Speaking of that, maybe this is a whole subject, but it's been on my mind lately, so I'll mention it briefly. Uh... Did people used to be nicer? <laughs> you mean like during the time when cavemen or when when, gor- when apes would sit when around apes, and yeah. shit in front of each other on exactly. the campfire? All right, so I had a couple moments. Mean? All right, so I was talking to my daycare, and they are immigrants they who came here beans. like 30 years ago. And they were talking to me about how our community and just like our country felt so much more welcoming 30 years ago as a place. And and that part is pretty obvious to me, you know, given the climate that we're in now and, and some of the narrative around uh, immigration. Um, I wasn't surprised to hear that. What I was surprised about is, you know, they even spoke about our community, which, you know, frankly, our community, I think, skews more towards, I mean, and as any Massachusetts community, more liberal, um, more open, supposedly, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I'd like to believe that, you know, we're a pretty open and welcoming place. And yet, they they talked about how 30 years ago, it just felt like people talked to each other more and just like, were more uh, warm and welcoming. And it just kind of like got me thinking. It got me thinking about how there's a lot of like talk. There's even signs that there's there's signs many in our town. I don't know about yours that are uh, uh, oh, what was that one that hate isn't welcome here or something like that. Hate has no home here. Mm-hmm. Which even that phrasing is fucking weird, right? Because it's like rather than framing it around the positive that like yeah, all right, are welcome, right. it's like you got no home here. <laughs> right, right. Even though like I if get you it. hate, we're gonna kill you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get welcome. it. Welcome. I get it. But anyway, so so that. That stuck in my brain. And then another thing happened on the opposite end where have you gone to any of these things at your like local library or other events where there's like a sing along kind of thing for kids? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So we went to one of those and and they're just great. There's this woman who like goes, you know, probably town to town. I imagine she's just a nomad and just does this all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really talented and she just brings her little keyboard and plays songs with kids and she's just really good at like keeping them somewhat behaved, but also, you know, having them get up and do stuff. Yeah, right. And so 
you know, we've been going to these when she comes to our library. And uh, and I, I had this moment. It felt like it was literally out of like a uh, a Wes Anderson movie or something where I was just kind of like <laughs> in one of those like floating scenes where I was I was sitting. I don't know if you, if that means anything to you. A but floating scene? Just just okay. So in it's a Wes sort Anderson of like movie? I guess you could call it a little bit out of body or something like that. Where Disassociated. I was, yeah, yeah an out of body experience. Thank you. Yeah. I was sitting and I was just like looking around at people and there were just all these like it was a diverse group of kids and parents all just like so immersed in just singing along together and like no sort of um uh no what's the word i don't know there were no like walls up it was just like it felt like a kind of a nice welcoming environment and you know um no one was like self-conscious or anything kids were dancing and I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with it. It just, it was this moment that made me feel like, wow, like we all, we're all just parents trying to do the best we can and, and, you know, have kids that we care about. And, you know, and like one dad kind of, Luke was making a run for it cause he does that out the door. And, and one dad just like, he was sitting near the door with his kid and he kind of like choke slammed him. Yeah. He choke slammed yeah. Luke and then gave me a thumbs up, <laughs> um, you know, hey! and I was like, thank you. But anyway, there was something about the interconnectedness that I felt as, as fellow parents, people just like, no matter, you know, I have no idea who these people are. Some of them might've been awful people, but there is this like basic level of connection as, as fellow parents that I'm really uh, appreciating. And I imagine I'll get more of that as they enter the school system. So where am I going with all this? I don't know. I feel like there's a topic that I'd love to explore more with you at some point about uh, neighbor being a neighbor or like community and like how you sort of engage with the people around you. Because I feel like as much as we as a uh, more liberal, I don't know, wing preach the idea of openness and welcoming, I actually feel like we talk about it more than we practice it, mm. if that makes any sense. Um, and I'm saying this for myself too. Like I'm not someone who is like, certainly if I see my neighbors, I'll say hello and stuff, but I don't like, I don't know, bring them a pie or something like do random shit that, you know, feels like people used to do. I had that thought last night. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I'll let you get back to that. In maybe a second, I was but thinking it and I sent it to your maybe brain. Maybe you did. Yeah. We uh, have that, that with the Warby Park connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking last night. Uh, because I saw a post on Reddit where somebody's neighbor, um, was, they, so they had just celebrated Eid, you know, yes, like the, yes, of the, course, uh-huh. the end of the fast, and uh, they were they were Muslim, and 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 these um, people, these these Muslims next door, yeah, had brought over food from like their feast to just to share to say yeah, like, hey, yeah. like you know, you might not necessarily be in our you know faith tradition, but we wanted to share the our food. Our daycare provider did the same you know? thing; they celebrated and they gave it to, and they made us some food. That yeah, they gave and people here to it and work too. Yeah. And, and I'm always like, oh, that's right; it's that must be the end of the of Ramadan. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, and I was thinking, I was reading that, and I was thinking, man, I am a fucking bad neighbor right I, I i i would never have thought to do something like that and i was actually specifically thinking about that vis-a-vis myself last night yeah like we have this one neighbor connie who just like she for one thing remembers our names which is <laughs> which is a big deal because i can't remember anybody's <laughs> it is, names it is i'm trying and to get just, better like, about that always no matter what she's doing if she's gardening or if she's going for a walk or if she's driving to get pick up her husband at the train station or something she will always stop and smile and say hi and like ask how we are and, yeah. and mean it she mm-hmm. will listen you yeah. know and i just never do that i at least always do that thing where when i'm passing i'm driving by someone i just do the like hand, you know the yeah. hand up you yeah, don't even literally, literally just hands. a hand i know me too you just put I'm your like, hand up sometimes if i'm driving like it's just like a finger on the wheel yeah i'm just like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. one time i did that so absent-mindedly because it is just like i just do it now as a yeah. habit um that i didn't realize until after that i just did it to a dog 
<laughs> the, our neighbor's dog was just sitting, and I just literally did that. And there was only a dog there with no adult. Oh, I'm sure the dog appreciated no person. it, to be fair. I hope so. I mean, you know, I try. But my point, I just love to explore it more because it's been on my mind, and I just feel like, again, there's there, there feels to me to be a tension between um, our focus on, like, policies and people and, like, trying to be better as a country and focus on some of that. Uh, so sort of like the meta level, I'll say, mm-hmm. and like the everyday level. Um, at least for me, it feels like there's some somewhat of a disconnect in the behavior that I see or that I even um, uh, I exhibit myself. So we're also uh, as a as a society up here. You fart? No, I. You keep doing every that. time I shift my body. Yeah, you're I'm also sitting, you're wincing too. You're, sitting, you're literally going. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting and I was I was sitting on my leg and uh-huh. I was trying to move it out a little bit. That's all I was doing. That was a fart. You so, really want me to fart? I do. You should. Ne- I've been burping on air to, for the I'm last three episodes. I'm gonna make sure I stop everything and just like you're like I have an announcement. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll bring out the scroll because I named my farts yes, you do, too. Yeah, this this is this is yeah. Theodore. Yeah, Theodore. Um, I I you know you hear from a lot of people that. For example, in the South, uh, oh yeah, yeah, like it's although we think of it as being much more sort of uh, I don't want to even say racially combative, but conservative, conservative, and, and more kind of uh, in, entrenched in some, some at least in, in rural areas, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of Ruler. the rural, rural juror, <laughs> in more kind of uh, you know like old world things like Confederate flags, yeah, and, et yeah, 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 yeah. But um, a lot of like minorities in those communities actually are more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because That's they right. feel more of a sense of like identity and more of a sense of like it's at least it's open and, and it's, people and it's talk being to talked each other. about. That's yeah. right. And so people are interacting, even yeah. though it's a little more kind of siloed. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's less hidden. Whereas in Boston, you know, I feel like uh, flabbergasted when I say people talk about it being as racist as it is, which is showing my own bias because I'm yeah. I'm a white guy and I have no exposure to that. And because like I very clearly disagree that you know I I I, I would hate to live in a country where that's the case. Yeah, but. I kind of assume that everybody else feels that way too. Right. And so I never really engage on it or do anything about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then also just as a society, as a culture up here, we don't talk to each other very much. Right. That's There's right. a lot of the kind of finger up in the different. air thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though we're very educated and we're very open and we're very yeah. accepting and we will go march in support of, you know, of people of different, you know, gender and yeah. uh, sexuality and, every, you know, I mean, the pride parades in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, even though that is very much writ large in the values here. We don't engage very much, yeah. And so a lot of the issues go unnoticed, and I think, yeah, this is a, that's a great different episode. It's about warmth and about community building, mm-hmm. and about making sure that we check our own assumptions about whether or not we're allowing behaviors to propagate and to proceed. Yeah, without I mean, realizing there's it, something know? about the just day to day human connection and the change that that can create, and and some might say in more meaningful ways than the more meta change that you try to create or or in fact that the meta change happens because of all those small daily interactions and the way that we treat each other you know i mean that's certainly like a mr rogers kind of approach to it yeah um but anyway what what holds you back from doing that i wanted i want to explore that but i also want us to move on to a topic because we've promised our fans our winglets topics every week and we we need to shift to one we did now i'm making the call well so we can either do you want to go to the to the topic we had planned or do you want to go on this oh i was gonna say let's just stick with the topic we planned i could go either way you decide i mean it feels like there's a conversation here all right all right let's do it okay listen we're gonna do exercise so so getting ripped is next week okay uh we've had some write-ins our great friend paul has written in with some really great feedback if you guys have ideas about how to stay in shape while you have kids and you have things you want to talk about send it to us you can call us send it to you know just wing it dads at gmail.com 
Uh, you can tweet it. You can don't tweet send it. Us a we'll fax. We'll just just tweet it to somebody. I don't know. We'll, maybe uh, maybe we'll scroll scroll down. You're lucky if I'm going to check the Facebook. So don't don't do the twi- <laughs> don't do the Twitter. But yeah, so, so let, let's hold off on that now. We'll get to it next time. All right, that but sounds let's, good. Let's dig down on this because it is something that's on my mind too. So let's, why let's don't let the music you... come in first? Ready? Just one All right, I love we're that back. Song. Hey, we're here. <laughs> that was you know every time we do that we have a live band in studio I, and I just it. feel like we had to give it to our fans because again they didn't get to hear the the interlude last time. Is that what it's called? No, they interlude did. music. No, I didn't play it last. Yeah, you did. I did not add yes, it. Yes, you did. I did? You did, because I, I remember specifically being like, wow, he actually made it work. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. you're right. I think I added it in. Congratulations. I don't even know how I managed I, to I, do that. I was that. listening for it, because I was like, there, there was no transition in this episode, So how? and you actually like found a place where it And it worked? worked. It worked great. Good yeah. on me. I have, yeah. no, I Congratulations, have very little memory asshole. of that. So now, hang on. All right. I want to get back to this. Let's so do it. So why Ask don't that you mm-hmm. interact with people on a more warm, interpersonal basis, day to day? I think that- What's holding you back from it? Um, it's a really good question. There's, I'm trying to think about the moments where I, I make the conscious decision to do something like that and when I don't. And I feel like there's a lot there. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of me feeling like I, (laughs) I have a plan. I, I have, you know, I'm usually on my way somewhere to do something and I, I feel like I don't, I don't, I'm not open enough to stop what I'm doing and 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 actually go that extra step and like rather than just the wave, um, you know maybe like stop my car and say hello like how you doing or you know if I'm checking my mail and I see my neighbor across the street striking up a conversation, um, I think part of it is that I don't know if that person wants to engage either so I don't want to like force that awkwardness, but uh, you know I've also been thinking about this through the lens of um, have you seen Brene Brown's uh, new Netflix special? Have we talked about Brene Brown on this? before no all right that should be another one about about um vulnerability yeah she's this she's this, she like an anxiety researcher or something yeah she, yeah uh in particular vulnerability and shame um, yeah shame yeah, yeah. I, I watched the she had a, a ted yeah. talk as right. well that like went viral a few years ago we could do a whole episode just on that but yeah. anyway she talks a lot about like kind of uh these aren't her words but i would say like putting yourself out there right like mm-hmm. you, you you open yourself up in these sort of vulnerable um uh, moments and of course it could lead to rejection you know and in this case the the stakes aren't high like if my neighbor's busy they're just gonna like say something quick and go back in their house um but but vulnerability also that opens you up for something that's like could be really positive right they might actually maybe they're having a terrible day and they need help with something or you know whatever it is maybe they had a great day and like <laughs> they can help you with something um and we don't I don't open myself up to that and I, and I'm aware of it but I also I guess I haven't felt like I have enough of a impetus to change it, which is why I'm bringing it up because it's like something I don't like about myself. And I, and particularly I don't like it because we're modeling it for our kids. I know. You know? I know. And I, I think about that sometimes. <laughs> so what do you, well, yeah, when what do you think? it's clear somebody wants to engage further, but like I'm with the kids and we're kind of in a hurry and, and I'm and I'm just like, oh, hey, how you doing? And yeah. I do my whole friendly thing, but I'm not actually engaging with them because it's a default response to any human yeah. who says something, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm good. You know, like, oh, the weather's going to be great this weekend. See ya. <laughs> Enjoy. Whatever your life is that I don't know about because right. I never talked to you about it. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, man, the kids are seeing that happen and they are seeing me very clearly messaging something that I'm probably not actually saying because I don't think other people are unworthy of that at right, all. Right. I just have insecurity about it. Yeah. And I'm concerned that's... with losing the train of things that I'm doing. Yes. And not being able to get back 
on track again mm-hmm. because of this illusion of control that we talk about all the time, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Now, I can say, so I have that kind of interaction with people 120 times a day, right? Where yeah, you just to like, be exact. just say, <laughs> right? You're just like, yeah. you know, in the bathroom or you're going to, you know, microwave something, or you're just talking in the pod and you say a couple words. Or if you're going kind to the bathroom inane. while you're microwaving something, because we actually have microwaves in our, in our bathrooms. Yeah, it makes it so much more efficient. Yeah. Exactly. Because right. what are you going to do while you're waiting for the microwave? Yeah. Usually there's a line for it. Yep. You know, just use the friggin' bathroom. You drop a deuce, you know, put it in your <laughs> exactly. scroll. Exactly. Put it in your scroll. Put it in the scroll. And then you come back and your food's ready. It's the classic. It's like when you're at a restaurant and you go to the bathroom while they're making the food and you come back and it's there. That is a good feeling. Pulp Fiction. When you you can time it out, right? Yeah, that is a good feeling. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. So microwave Royale with cheese. Um, So... But, but I, I just have, you I have do those, that 120 times a day. I, I have this, just these these minor these micro interactions yeah. that don't actually mean anything. Yeah. And are basically just my way of upholding the end of a basic social contract that I signed somehow without realizing it. Which is that I will be Man. an open and warm person who will be approachable, but won't ask too much of you. Right? I feel like this is what we do in our conversation. I circle around something and try my best to like articulate what I'm feeling, and I'm doing these circular things. Right? You're literally and circling you, something. You take a fucking like dick prod and you just go right for the heart <laughs> and you know and, and it's um, this is actually believe it or not meant to be a uh, 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 what's the word I can't even think of the word that's how rare I do it to you a dick <laughs> a compliment a compliment yeah, thank no. you well, I, 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 no I, think... I mean I think you, the, you 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 got to the heart of it really I think in that idea of, of uh, what did you even say social contract so, or something so here's, here's the thing is that to function in a society like this you have to be seen as a member of the society right yeah. and so to do that there are certain tacit things that we agree by without ever saying it that's right, right. I will like wear clothes so I don't get arrested yeah. I won't hurt people intentionally if I can avoid it right, right? Um, how about I this will... one if there's five seats and I'm sitting like all the way on the left, you're not going to be a fucking weirdo and sit right next right. to me. You're going to sit two seats over like a normal person. Right. But not on the absolute opposite side because then it looks like you're making a thing about that, it, right? Exactly. If you go in the very, like, right. oh, do I smell? What's going on? Yeah, right. It's just, yeah. Right. So, and, and, then, and those, yeah. Are the, those are the micro, uh, those are the microtransactions that happen throughout the whole, speaking of saving for change, <laughs> the microtransactions that are happening all day long yeah. that uh, are just part of this fabric that we are being woven into just to be comfortable, right? That's right. And that's great. But when that fabric is disrupted by something, it creates a memorable life experience. Yeah, one way or the other. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you sit next to me, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, if you're right, listening right. to music so loud that I can open my Shazam and actually discover what music you're listening to. <laughs> through your headphones. I still remember that moment. That yeah, happened to right, me. right, right. So th- those, those are things that we can't control because those are just obviously anathema to being a yeah. good member of society. So like, we're not going to do that. But- even those bad moments, you remember them because they make your life richer in some way. Right? Uh, yeah, they break the daily pattern. They break right? the pattern mm-hmm. up, right? So we wield more power than I think we realize we do, mm-hmm. and that we can choose to allow our lives to be destabilized a little bit. Mm. And in doing so, create an actual human moment, right? Because that's kind of what humanity is it's not being robotic, it's not being pre programmed, right? Yeah. So apparently. Sometimes I wonder about that, though. Really? Well, because it feels that way, but if you really zoom out, right, in terms of the time of of humanity and the way that we operate, it kind of does feel like we're just a fucking a bunch of, like, if you zoom, like, literally zoom out and we're watching people, it's just like a bunch of ants moving around back and forth day to day, back and forth to their work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. But But anyway. But that's, 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 that's that's seen as a collective organism. And, and that's, and, but the thing is, is that that is actually being disrupted constantly by these minor human interactions, right? But they fade into the fuzz, right? Right. Because uh, it's it's 
it's a lot easier to see things, uh, you know, in a, simply when you look at it as a macro because there's aggregates to focus that's on. True, right? That's but true. But if you start zooming in, like we're saying, you start seeing these these disruptions. And that's the pattern. where I think change really happens. Yeah. Yeah, because then that become that can lead to new aggregates forming. Right. But um, I think for me, th- there's a couple of fears. One is that I'm going to fuck somebody's name up, yeah. and I just I just feel like maybe I don't think I'm particularly bad with names. There's ways but, around that though. You just don't there, use there a are, name, but it's just, but it's just like it just, it's like a, a, hey, a minor stressful, buddy, human. Hey, chief. It's like a minor stressful moment that I would rather avoid getting into. So some, sometimes that's what it is. A lot of the time, it has nothing to do with me, and it's actually because, uh, it, it, so it has nothing to do with me wanting to get other shit done or something. Yeah, it has to do mostly with me not wanting to overstep the boundaries of that contract yes. that we've kind of written without right. realizing it's, it. But it is. That that's true. It's not about you, but in fact, it is at the same time because you're afraid. I'm saying this for myself too. I'm afraid that that puts me out there in a vulnerable way where I might be rejected. Do you know right. what I mean? Where it's like I might overstep, like you just said. Um, but I don't know that that's so much that I care about disrupting their day as much as it is feeling like I'm going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess those two things go together too. But well, it's just it's 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 like you make a decision to reach out. And break that wall with somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. And then this is something that I, I actually think about this sometimes when I go to a party. I'm like, you know, I, as you know, I can be You are pretty, the life of the party. Well, I can be pretty intense in conversations <laughs> at parties with people, you know? They literally, if uh, if I were using like an infrared uh, <laughs> uh, goggles to yeah. see through a wall to see a party that yeah. you were at, there would just be fucking, you would be like this white... <laughs> You know, glowing ball in a party, and everyone else would just be like, you know, some dim blues, purple, trying to hide from the sun that has just erupted <laughs> in the middle of the living be, room. Yeah, just all of a sudden, like, what the fuck's yeah, going like, into that party? Um, and and that's, <laughs> but it's funny because I, I, I feel like that comes largely out of wanting to make sure that people know that I care about them, right? Because mm. yeah. I actually do. You're really good at that. And and but the thing is that then there comes a point in that interaction where the conversation has to end. Yeah, and that is almost always. I feel like initiated by me feeling guilty about keeping somebody from something. Uh, and then you reach this point where you have to say, like, you have to make a decision to leave the conversation without it being weird. Yes. And sometimes I will plan that out. Like, I, as I'm talking, I will be thinking, like, okay, how am I going to, like, you build I, an not, exit not because strategy. I don't want to talk to this person, but I have to, like, make it so that we can move on to other stuff. You yeah. Know? And, um, and a lot of times people aren't comfortable being that person to initiate an exit. Yeah. And so I think what I'm hearing from you is that you're you're concerned that you're like kind of keeping them hostage in a way, yes, right, right? To that conversation. Right. Yeah. Because I hear it happen at the, in, in this office all the time. I hear yeah. people talking. I'm like, one of these people clearly is done with this conversation. One time, like, I, oh, I know. Away. Isn't it amazing how quickly you can pick up on that? Like, oh, yeah. I was literally, I was walking with Bethany the other day and I passed a couple of women who were coming out of a, um, uh, some business. They were helping each other doing something. And one of them was clearly like complaining about life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other one clearly just wasn't interested and was like, oh, yeah. So what do you think about this? You know, where we're going to put these flowers. Right. Um, and it's just amazing how you can pick that pick up on that as an outsider. But when you're inside it, it's actually those social cues. You can miss them so much more easily. Yeah. And you wonder, like, what cues have I missed? Right. right? Exactly. And I, and I try to think that I haven't because I'm so preoccupied with it. But at the same time, like. I'm sure other people are as well. Yeah. So part of it's taking a chance when you initiate contact with somebody to know that like th- it might not be wanted. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Even if you're being totally chill and not being you know lecherous about it or something, <laughs> right? Lecherous. Because like oh here comes lecherous. Yeah, Patrick here comes Green. here comes old man pervy, <laughs> gray haired lecherous, yeah, whitehead. It's still just this feeling of uh, <laughs> of, of I don't I don't want to give the wrong 
signals from a social standpoint. Yeah. You know? But do you think you are? Like, do you think that you are, that you're, you're, it's an exaggerated response to something that you are perceiving but isn't necessarily true? I feel like, have we talked about this before? I'm getting this weird deja vu moment. I don't know. Maybe in an alternate universe where monkeys are around a campfire right now. (laughs) Shitting and reading poetry, right? (laughs) Um, Eating fried bananas. Well, I I mean, I I, I can say that you're farting out. I can say that I've never gotten... (laughs) I did boost up a little bit. I've never gotten feedback that I do that. I'm shifty. You are shifty. (laughs) Not shitty. Um, Shifty. And shitty. I've never never gotten feedback that I I overstay the welcome in conversations before. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been my experience. But then again, I talk to you for a fucking hour every week. That's true. We have an end point. So clearly, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Part of, so so I guess something else, and and I'll, I'll turn this over to you in a second to reflect on too, but something else is that I feel like I often want to make deeper connections with people and I get the vibe that they don't uh have an as easy a time accessing that part of themselves mm. outside of the the just the business. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid saying quotidian because I've said that too many times in this podcast. <laughs> you know you know what I mean so like so so for example when I'm in the in the elevator with somebody from work who I know decently well, you yeah, know, yeah. I am I'm not going to ask them something beyond hey, you know, how's your wife? You know, uh, how's like, you know, like, are you guys still moving to Mattapan or something? I'm not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but, but what I actually want to do is to like talk about life. Like, I yeah. want to, I want to be like, I, I would love to, I would love to have a world where it would not be weird to ask people what they're afraid of, you mm. know? Because I think we would learn a shitload oh about my each God, other by doing that. People would fucking hate you. But they, right, then they, you, they, would you can't do that. Patrick, and, and right? Everybody like, would just turn Here comes old whitehead. About to ask me what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, like, do you feel. Maybe it's just because I'm so with you. I'm sort of I, starving for that connection with people that I don't. I mean, like with my family, connection I have that, obviously, and meaningful but, interaction. Yeah, you know, like there is something there. I, I agree with you. And now, of course, of course, of course, we should say like we're both extroverted people who I think gain energy from that kind of connection. That's true too. Yeah. Um, so it's worth noting that. Although I've also heard this interesting interpretation of introverts, where it's like I think they have a hard time with. Um, shallow conversation, like uh, what's it yes. called? You know, uh, uh, what's that kind of conversation called? Like small talk. Small talk. Thank yeah. you. Compliment. I'll compliment you again uh, with small talk. Quotidian. Uh, quotidian. Yeah. So, so I think they have a problem with it because it's like it's kind of just the surface level, non meaningful mm-hmm. stuff. And this is something I've heard from some introverts I know in my life, um, and, and they just like can't be bothered with that kind of thing. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like what we're often doing though. Um, as extroverts, or I guess anyone trying to socialize with someone else, there's this initial phase where you're like getting a feel, you know, you're putting something out there yeah. and you see how, whether or not it's, you know, they grab onto it or respond in some way. And then their response will dictate how you then sort of engage or don't mm-hmm. engage. Right. Cause you can, you know, if you're, you're doing an adequate job picking up social cues, you can pretty quickly tell when someone actually wants to engage or not. Um, and I, I think that there is this weird social thing where we're just so stuck in the like surface level and we do this thing where we feel like it might actually be um, breaking certain boundaries by going deeper. Mm-hmm. But in fact, I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way and that they're they're still just circling around in this more surface level way. And it's like nobody's I don't know who's happy with that. Well, it, it's, it's not a matter of like happiness or delight. It's a matter of comfort, you know. It's, yeah, that's it's, true. Which we is pri- why we, we have these tacit comfort. contracts in the first place is to be comfortable to yeah. know like I'm I'm noticed by this person. I notice them as a as a as an entity. Yeah, I care enough to like 
breathe and to say something, you know. Right. But beyond that, I'm not going to engage more, which is okay, you know. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, but like you know, for example, uh, when we have our men's group meetings, yeah. you know, like I mean, we're all smoke cigars, talking nonsense, yeah, in a country club. Yep. You know, we all talk nonstop and cry and open up, and it's yeah. and it's and it's because there's I think there's a big lack of that, and, and we create space for it. It's very much you know, we we've set that up deliberately with that kind of space, you know, yeah, or tried to foster it, right, right, um, because it's lacking elsewhere. I think, yeah. Partly. So how do we disrupt that in our day-to-day well, I, interactions? Well, I have a proposal. You, you mentioned, you know, that you don't feel like a, a like you have some sort of an impetus to do this. Right. So how about this? Why don't we each commit to one meaningful interaction per day with somebody that we don't live with? I like that framing. I'm just going to okay. go around and start asking my neighbors, "What are you afraid what of? What are you afraid of? <laughs> what do you What's fear? What's your deepest fear?" <laughs> No, but I mean, uh, so for example, like, I, so here's what I'll do. I will think about something that I would like to talk about just with anybody. Yeah. You know, that is, isn't just something necessarily expected. And I'll just try to like talk about it. Like, here's a great example. There, I, I want to dig into what you just said there. Okay. Because yeah. well, I'm interested in, so say it again. You're going to talk to them about. Well, I'll just like pick something that you feel like. I mean, if if I, if it's if it's like hard to spontaneously do it, I'm, I'm saying to be able to like keep up with this one one a day thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll just like have kind of a, a backlog of like topics that you know might be fun to talk about. With I love that idea. It's like a lottery of <laughs> topics. Like you just you know slot them in randomly for somebody. Like, <laughs> hey, did you see the new Aliens movie? You know, right, and it's right. someone who's like clearly not at all <laughs> yeah, right. um, engaged with. It. Well, there's a technique that I wanted to share yeah. that I learned that I really like. Um, and I don't want to get it exactly right, but there's this whole, uh, have you heard of Dale Carnegie? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So they do these How to trainings. Win friends and influence people. Exactly. Thank you. I always forget the name of that. So it's really interesting. It's a book and, you know, often used in a business context in terms of, uh, well, doing what you just said, how to win friends and right. <laughs> influence people. Um, but there's some like really practical, uh, things in that book. And I've taken a management course there, which is where I learned a lot about mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, but there's one around, um, Asking like open-ended questions and having conversations with people that don't feel like they're prying, you know, like you don't ask questions that are weird, like I don't know where are you. What are you afraid of? Where do you live? Right. Where do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you actually, you know, you might have to get it started with a question like "How's your day?" or one of those normal ones. But you use their response to then ask follow-up questions. So it's not like prying, but it's taking what you're hearing and then asking something that's more like a follow-up, you know, like mm-hmm. just a, which is like a kind of a basic conversational thing. But when you stop and think about it right. in that way, um, and, and at the heart of it is that you are, you're in the position of often doing more of the like, you know, asking questions and listening, um, which there have been recent, even recent studies about this, how people just generally prefer to talk to someone who's listening mm-hmm. and asking them questions than someone who's just talking at right. them, which which is kind of weird because that means that there's always going to be one person who's less right. happy in the in the conversation, I guess. But um, so I've I've found that to be kind of a helpful way of doing it because like I you know I still get the, even though as an extrovert like there's anxiety around like what do you talk about with people who yeah. you aren't close with right. And so there's just a natural thing that you can do where, you know, you try to, like, just ask follow-up questions and do it in that way. And, and again, there's, like, an actual – they spell it out in more helpful detail in the book. But uh, I thought that was kind of a neat way of doing it. I love it because the, 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 the reason, you know, it, you're saying that there's this problem, which I kind of agree with as a, as a proposition. Yeah. And that there's going to be one person who's talking and one person who's listening sort of by default. Right. But if the person initiating that transaction is the one listening, yeah. it's a very different – concept right because it's a it's a giving mm-hmm. and it's a receiving and it's a it's a sense of like i i care enough to like learn about you that's right 
and 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 by it's learning all about, about that you, other person, can, you're making it right, all about right. them. Right, mm-hmm. and then like people won't want to run away from that conversation, you know? Right. And they never do. It's, it's not like I, I mean, I I feel like I'm making it sound like I'm talking to people about these deep things, and they're just no, like no, no, stultified. No. It's just more that like. I feel like I don't want to bother people by talking about things that they're not already expecting to talk about. I hear you, but I like this but idea that's what we're of talking just looking about breaking. At it. Yeah, right. And 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 I think you're right. I think the way to do that is to like ask questions and just to 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 follow body language and It'll see where it goes. It'll be interesting, you know. Yeah, but I'd like to try it more because again, you know, well, coming, let's do it. You know, coming, I think we should. I think we should. And and share what the hell happens. Like yeah. if somebody, I don't know, shoots us in the face or something, that could after. happen. It could. <laughs> But I do feel like we, we I mean, I, for example, just before we came in to record, uh, a friend swung by my desk and I was in the middle of something and uh, and she like made the point of like continuing the conversation. Yeah. Which I was totally happy about because I really liked talking to her and I was like really excited and I got yeah. to show her some of Henry's artwork that I just put up, you know, and I was thinking like, why didn't I... Why didn't I do that? I don't even do that with you. Like, yeah. I think about that sometimes. Like, we, I mean, granted, again, we have this awesome space where we are right, able to right. talk. So, that, I mean, what the hell else are we going to talk about? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we just completely deplete ourselves. But, like, I don't go out of my way to come by. You know, you're on the other side of the office, which is like yeah. a mile away, too. So, there's three that. miles. But I'll get some good steps in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, we don't necessarily. I, so, again, I'll, I should just speak for myself. I don't actively make connections in the way that I know would be rewarding for me and probably for other people. But being more intentional about that is hard. It just breaks away. It breaks the more comfortable day to day, which I do feel like is another theme that comes up in so much of what we talk about. And in fact, it's what we do in this setting, right? It's like Mm -hmm. breaking, breaking down the day to day sort of zombie mode and trying to become more aware of how we act in the world and then change it in some way. Right. And that's hard. And part of why it's hard is because, the second you introduce chaos, like that interaction is a chaotic moment because because you're you're breaking a pattern that was already set in motion, yeah. and you're choosing to to disrupt it. And so the second you do that, there are decisions that have to be made. That's true. Right? And like you have to, there's all these different social cues to like look for and to pick up on. And like you have to think, you have to remember, like, do I know this person's name? And if I don't, like, how can I make it not weird? Yeah. Do I remember what they're what's going on in their lives? How can I ask them a question that will not feel like I'm, you know, fucking obsessed with them? Even though, like, you know, I I, <laughs> I, I said happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> how funny is it that Devin yeah. and uh, his wife have the same anniversary as me and mine? That, I hope you serve hot dog casserole. Yeah. Um, I'll sh- I'll ship him some. I'll make some and ship it to him. That would be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so like you know yeah, th- just a couple days ago somebody had their anniversary and I saw it on Facebook and I'm not very close with them but I, you know, I wish them a happy anniversary yeah. and I could see them kind of for a moment think like why would you know oh thanks you know <laughs> it was like a nice moment but I was thinking like okay that was one of those moments where I run the risk of looking like I'm too you do. interested yeah you know? yeah um, and that, but then and who that, fucking cares because I'm not I'm not being weird about it no you know? it's true it, there's actually a whole I remember learning about this in one of my communication courses like there's a whole communication theory around this communication of uh i don't think they use the word disruption but that's kind of pretty much what it was yeah and in that you are consciously breaking boundaries and there's always the potential for that to backfire or to be positive and mm-hmm. even in in terms of physical contact or that sort of thing now of course this gets into a whole other place when you talk about physical contact yeah, don't, don't but, do that <laughs> but but like uh, well, what i mean by that is uh well what do i mean 
Like, uh, you know, if you're talking to someone and you kind of like pat them on the shoulder, yeah, you probably shouldn't do any of that these days. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, like. yeah. But there is something there, too, about breaking down some of the boundaries and the connections. I mean, that's more of a uh-huh. physical connection with somebody, and, and you got to be really careful. But that's very about powerful. How you do it, but it is powerful. If you establish trust over time with somebody, yeah. and then you give them a hug, and, Don't you're, be and you're not like a weirdo. You know, grabbing them, but, but, but you're just, you make it clear with your body <laughs> language that, like, that you want to like appreciate them, and you give them a hug. Yeah. Like, those moments are very familial. Yeah. And they're, and they're in the workplace, you know, very rare. Which yeah. Is, which again is probably a good thing. That's probably a good thing. But when it happens, it's like, oh, that was, that was nice. Or like, you know, when I went to England, I was seeing people that I talked to online basically exclusively, and and you're faced with that decision of like, do I hug this person or do right. I? Not? And I'm like, fuck it, like, yeah, I'll go for it. You yeah, know? yeah, because we know each other. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and and of course, every time I did that, they were so happy about it. You know, they were like, oh, great, because you're you're telling them again. Like I am not just assuming things about you, and I'm not just looking at you as this vec- as this two dimensional thing. Yes, you're a person that I appreciate, and I know you trust me, and I know I trust you. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just hard. It's like a it's a it's a consistent, but it's a, it's good. You know, I the think same so. reasons we go to the gym. Yeah. Every day, the same reasons you know we try to you take Dale Carnegie courses, right? It's the same <laughs> yeah, reasons yeah, we yeah. try to improve ourselves. Yeah. Like those are all hard things that we add to a life that's already complicated. That's right. But growth only happens through uncomfortable ways, I think. Maybe not only, but like that primarily, you know, whether it's working out a physical kind of growth, um, that sounds disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird. I work out. Whether it's roids. Yeah. Physical growth. Um, But, you know, no pain, no gain. Whether uh, you're cultivating mass. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's, It's about, it's about. Breaking cycles that you're not aware of, which again is that's the moral of every fucking episode. <laughs> it right? kind of is, right? But I think we should give it a shot. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's and, report back next time. All right, let's try it out, man. Okay, okay, sounds right. good. Don't forget to send us stuff about exercise because we need it. Yeah, please. I hope yeah. this topic, you know, turned out to be something useful, or uh, I don't know. Well, you got a theme song in there, so that's. But we that's also good. did just give you an invitation to connect with us in, in a meaningful way. We so. did. I hope you'll do that. And in fact, we I did. hope that. I hope you'll use this opportunity to go on the challenge with us and reach out to somebody that you don't normally and tell them about Just Winging It podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so we'll a- ask them like a good leading question, an open question to yeah. allow them to talk and then cut them off and just give them the URL of uh, to subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Be like, that's great. I don't care. Here's, here's or, a podcast. Or even just take their phone and be like, can I see that for a minute? And yep. then subscribe them. And then also, but then also sell the phone so you get money from it. Um, that's fair. And send it to us. Is that what you're and saying? And then send it to us. All right. Or Deal? you could just, yeah, you could pay for some ads to advertise for us. Or, you know, just do something that's going to help us. It all comes back to us. It does, yes. But we'll give you a hug. It's the circle of giving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just wing it. Bye. Right, Thank bye. you. Bye.